We should do a, an introduction and maybe put it at the beginning. Oh, okay. Do you want to do that at the end? Yeah, we'll do it. We can do that right now because oh. I can always splice all the things. Oh, okay. Timestamp. Timestamp. Oh. Or do you want to do your usual? Hey, guys, we did a, a Coffee and Creed with the bishop today, you know, and we didn't really do an inter- introduction because uh, we were just talking to Shannon. Shannon is um, uh employee at our work and do things. That's how you start your stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. Well, well, well. Let's take a ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Among Wolves. All right, that's pretty good. My voice has been pretty shoddy for a while. But um, this evening, we did a Coffee and Creed back at True Brew, what, what. And we had our good buddy, uh, GLT, the bishop, George Leo Thomas, and he did a question and answer group. So we could not record, but we... Got together with our good friend Shannon, who's works to get with us at uh, together with us <laughs> for uh, confirmation and everything, and we love her to death. So we said, "Hey, why don't you talk on this thing?" And last time you talked with us, you talked about haunted houses and stuff. So this is probably better, but less ghosts. So I hope you enjoy our stuff, and we'll just pick up where we started. Amen. I have to teach confirmation next year. Because Robert's going back into gonna start first grade, and, and he wants free tuition. I'm not paying. I'm, I I don't know, so but I can't be out back. of the, I can't be out of the loop that long. I'm getting itchy. It's different now. Yeah, you maybe get a, I won't you like get a it. group of nine kids all to yourself no, all year. No, no, no. He does nine. not. He would run confirmation. <laughs> like I would literally have him run confirmation one on confirmation two. He would do what I do. So you would Wait, have to keep running back and forth. Exactly. That would actually. I literally be nice. run back and forth between the classes now. No, that, right? that would actually be nice yeah. to have Neil in just one. Yeah. You know, what I was, would say one, so you do two. Because he can, one a he's entertaining. Very. B he can answer any of the questions that any of the, these kids are going to ask. Oh, very true. And C he well I don't know about the computer. Well, he wouldn't <laughs> run it. You would still have Carmela over there. Carmela does does help with the computer, so yeah. So all he would have to do is stand Early. up there and do Wait, your part. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the announcement. Here's how you do it. It's Here's the when MC. They start doing an- when they start answering things. Yeah. And then he said, why is that? <laughs> now why is that? David, we got 12 minutes left to class, and we have 18 more small groups to go through. Don't worry. Cause I they don't. They don't do the. We don't do that anymore. No, it's not. Any of I know. That. I loved that. I loved no, that I so like much. We got so much out of the kids. And yeah. then the because do you when we went through the UCAT, there's all the questions right. they were supposed to explain. No, the I questions. remember they would always write it on a poster. They'd have to go up and explain, it. And explain it. David and always it, interject with his little tangents, and, and then, then he'll be sitting so there long. going, "We have to do the rest of you next class." <laughs> and then Aaron would be like. Well, you ate classes behind. <laughs> and then the one time he did it when David was not He busy, was like, I'm behind. And he's like, oh, man. I should have never talked trash to you, dude. Well, because you always did Wednesday, Wednesday, so you Wednesday? got David's undivided attention. Yeah, way too much. Yeah, it was great. And he I never went to confirmation one. He was no. always in my class. Confirmation right. two is where I got to be. That's the way it works. 
<laughs> I know, because the first time, what was it? It was about a year ago. I was like, I was like, I don't know. I might want to come back. And he's like, okay, we well, could be small group leader. Small group leader. I'm mm-hmm. better than that. He's like, okay, you can run everything. Wait, there's got to be something in the middle. <laughs> there's nothing in the middle. <laughs> no, you either run the whole class or you get nine kids all to yourself oh, for two years. Two years? Well, you have to move up with them. Oh, no, no, no. That's when you get the most improvement. That is. David uses my small group every class now. As, as an example. Well, see, I didn't realize your small group was also your retreat group. Yeah. 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 Isn't that nice? You're with, well, you're I didn't know this kids. walking in. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, Shannon, these kids love you already. I don't know how you did that. they've had me for two years. Yeah. See, like Gerald used to get those guys after a Friday night. I know. <laughs> that's, that's, no, it took me two years to get that. <laughs> I love the east side, but I hate driving there. Well, yeah, because there's no freeway exit. It's like, it's, it's Charleston. I always felt bad. Because it's like, if you go to the east side, if you're up or down, it's like, got to exit on Charleston. And I didn't get it either until, like, I started driving. And then, like, when I'm driving all around the east side as as a teenager and as a young adult, and then I'm like, driving here sucks. And then I'm like, you know what it is? It's the stupid freeway. There's there's no good way to get out of this freaking east side. No. <laughs> there is to leave. Unless you're, like, way up there by the Air Force Base, then you can, like, hit the 15. Yeah. But that's still way over. Mm-hmm. This is good. This is Any of you out-of-town listeners. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then the 215, like, the beltway isn't a real beltway because it doesn't go around the entire city. Because right. it has it to stops stop at, at the, the east side. The, right. Well, it has to stop at the 15 because it can't go through the Air Force Base. Right. Oh. And then if it were to go, it would go, like, right into the mountains. Or I guess it can run along the side of the mountains. But, yeah. but you can't go through the Air Force Base. You can't go through the Air Force Base. I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, you can't. Yeah. And it's not like you can, oh, we'll dig a tunnel under so that somebody can take a tanker trunk filled of dynamite and blow up the runways of the Air Force Base. And now I'm going to get a call from the FBI. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because I'm the first one to think of it. National security is going <laughs> to. We need to talk to a Neil Whitney. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Notice they have those. What's it called? Those. Uh, He's a white guy in his 40s. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I hate the government a lot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I love America, but I hate the government. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you ever go in the tunnels, either Desert Inn, Super Arterial, or the, uh, the airport connector, they've got like an HC with a little line, like you can't have it. Or what is it, HW, whatever, for, like, hazardous chemicals or materials. Oh, and I didn't notice that. It actually prints that. Oh, neat. You're not supposed to do that. You can't drive them through there. Yeah, and that's a real mm-hmm. role that you're not supposed to, and that's, like, the the the, the, the plot of the movie Daylight. I the 90s. Daylight. Come on, dude, don't you, aren't you up on your late 90s Sylvester Stallone movies? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Sylvester Stallone in the late 90s, I remember, um, no, what? I remember Demolition Man. Well, duh. Demolition Man was great in the late nineties. Demolition Man. That's a fantastic oh, movie. There was right uh, was it the Specialist with the um, Antonio Banderas? Is that right? Was he in that? Well, he's he's. I know there's one where he's where Sylvester Stallone's a good guy and a uh, good guy. And Antonio, or is that Assassins? Maybe it's Assassins. There was something I know as well. Oh. Assassins. That was. I remember that one. And then hmm. get your phone. <laughs> Well, what am I looking at? This up? is like around, it's like after Cliffhanger. Oh, Cliffhanger, Over the Top. That was 80s. Well, Over so. Top is earlier, yeah. <clears throat> That's when I had to turn my head backwards. It's yeah. like flipping a switch. <laughs> That's hard. What I do is I, I just try to take my hat and I turn it around, and it's like a switch that goes on. And when the switch goes on, I feel like another person. I feel, I don't know, I feel like a, 
like a truck, like a machine. Yeah, it just looks Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Do you know who Sylvester Stallone is? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, ladies first, and gentlemen, we have a young adult on the show. When you were looking at us, I thought you were giving me that look like, duh, I know who Sylvester Stallone is, but you no. really don't know. No, who. exactly. I was going to ask if he was the Rocky guy. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go, Shannon. You get a star. Thanks. That's fantastic. I've yeah. never heard of any of these movies I'm looking at right okay. now. Well, look and I see did. if there's assassins or specialists. There's Daylight. Yeah, Daylight's yeah, the movie. one he just mentioned. Ants. Ants. Assassins. That's yeah. Assassins. Is it Tony Banderas in that one? Ants was the bug life movie that wasn't the bug Is life Is that the movie. Puss in Boots guy? Yes, the Puss in Boots guy. There you go. You're learning. <laughs> That's like, you know what's funny? There's something I was listening to um, the Crawler show the other day, and they were talking about this one actress who was a real big deal in like the 50s and stuff. And then he's like, oh, I remember her. She was the denture cream lady <laughs> in the 70s. <clears throat> so it's like if you were... You know, people older than us. Right. Well, way older than you. But people, like, <laughs> who would watch, like, Love Boat, and they'd have all these guest stars, and there'd be, like, these old ladies and stuff. And then you're like, oh, I don't know who this lady is, but she was, like, the biggest deal <laughs> in, like, the 40s. And now that she's, like, 75, she's doing, like, guest appearances on Love Boat, Aww. you know. But, I mean, it's the same thing, like, with athletes and stuff. Like. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't, like, there's Jim Palmer. He used to be a pitcher for the for the Orioles in the 60s. And then, I guess, he did, like, uh, underwear commercials or stuff. So, like, yeah. you know, your moms and aunts would be like, with the vapors and stuff, because he was, you know, posing for underwear. But I was like, well, then, for me, I was even younger, and I was like, oh, yeah, he's the guy who sells life insurance. <laughs> you know, like, when I was a little kid, I always knew John Madden as the guy who worked at Ace and sold Miller Lite. That's funny. <laughs> And, you know, he'd be like, boom, Miller Lite, yeah. And then I'm Step like... Step into a Slim Jim. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the kids only knew that Macho Man was only the Slim Jim guy. Yeah, there you go. But, some, you know, but that's the thing. Like, Shaq's on, I don't know how many commercials. Yeah. Insurance now. Yeah, yeah insurance he does now. with the general. Yeah. He's, so no, he's known is. as the Flat Earther. That's... He's white. Is he really? Oh, yeah. No. no. He just says that because when he walks, the word gets no, but so the fact is, like, Robert will see um, Shaq hanging with the general. And, that's and all he'll, he'll be like, him. that big dude who hangs with the general is going to be funny. And I'll be like, you know that big yeah. dude who used to play basketball? <laughs> oh, sure, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, you remember Kazam? <laughs> Kazam. <laughs> you don't know Kazam, do you? He was he was the, a movie. Oh, no. It was he, was a, a genie. He, he was a genie in Kazam, Shaq. Shaq was? Yeah, mm-hmm. his name was Kazam or something. Oh, no way. And he was like a genie. Yeah. Fun fact, my dad, his senior year... Of LSU was Shaq's freshman year at LSU. Oh, wow. I don't know if they've, like, I'm sure my dad's seen him around. He's huge. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's hard to miss. From, yeah. from five, five yeah. miles down. I know. Right. He's, he's like, I'm, he's massive. I'm in the architecture building and he's over at the gym and right. they're only two miles Can apart. And I was like, hey, Shaq. Yeah. Oh, All right. Funny. We are drinking uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It is hearty and smooth. And um, I think we say this, I think we say this every year, every time we have a Sam Adams, like, you can't really go wrong with the Sam Adams. I'm like, it's not like Oktoberfest. Yeah, Octo- yeah, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's not like, uh, um, it's not like the world's greatest Oktoberfest, but you know exactly what you're getting, and, and it's, it's delicious. Never bad, and it's never bad. It's, it's yeah, that's the thing is you're, you're not never gonna... taking a gamble. Nah, it's like if you're playing blackjack, you know you're gonna get or well, then you lose. Yeah, but I'm just like you're you're never gonna win big. You're just right. gonna win your bet back. Uh, I don't I don't win playing blackjack. <laughs> 
That was the first. That uh, was the first game I played when I turned twenty one. We went out and I had I put twenty one dollars at blackjack or something like that, and uh, I lost immediately. I I used to play that a lot when, especially when I was first twenty one. Oh, I got tip one out for the poor Fiesta Henderson. Watching it get destroyed. Oh, I know. We're driving past that. Have you driven by the Fiesta Henderson lately? No. It, they're tearing it down. But they're not, like, imploding it, like, all cool. Like, there's no, like, send-off for anything no, in this no, place. No, tearing it down. Piece there's there piece, piece by piece with the oh, little wrecking things. and I don't know what they're going to do with the land, but apparently somebody somebody doesn't think that they need a casino there because no other company bought it out or anything. Oh. <laughs> so It's too close to Green Valley Ranch. I guess. So yeah. what's funny is, so, like, I take Robert to skating lessons in downtown Henderson there mm-hmm. where the new arena is. So we drive by it, and we drove by on a – on a Sunday, and then they started tearing it down on Monday, and then we went by him the next Sunday, and he's like, "Whoa, it's like half of it's gone." I'm like, yeah. "No goodbye, no pomp and circumstance, no." Nothing. It's Jess Anderson, but I mean, I remember when it was a reserve. Oh, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. I was thinking when I drove by it, I was like, I remember eating like there was a, some pretty decent restaurants in that. Yeah, place. they were right. Yeah. yeah. The Fuego and stuff. yeah, but then they had a Mexican place, and the buffet was all right, and. I liked the coffee shop. It was like Congo Jacks. But, oh, that was back when it was the reserve. And then, like, Denny's came in. and We had the Diocesan Conference there one year, didn't, didn't we? Mm, I don't know. Maybe a long, long time ago. Yeah, we had we had something there. I remember going there for an event. We, but was it the Fiesta? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. it first opened as the reserve, like, in 98 or so. So <clears throat> you were here. You were back here by then, right? I, I was here in 95, yeah. So Okay. Maybe because you're too far north. I was on the east side, north, yeah, northeast, side. yeah. Henderson, we didn't go. You're there, like, so. I don't go past Samstown. Come on, that's right. Yeah. Once you're <laughs> once you're past Samstown, you're too far south. That's yeah. yeah. I don't even go to Nevada Palace, and that was on the other side. If of you wanted to be fancy, you went to Boulder, Boulder Station. Yeah, that's the one. I you went to Boulder. <laughs> we're, we're eating nice tonight. <laughs> Off to Boulder, then we're gonna go dancing at the Railhead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, Boulder Station was the nice place. Sam's Town, we went there to go see the wolf. The wolf came out. You don't know any of this. No. <laughs> there was we moved a... out here when I was in 2000. And I was the wolf's sick. still there, I think. Who knows? I'd like to go back and see the but wolf. But what Sam's Town built their bigger, they expanded their hotel or whatever, mm-hmm. and they built a courtyard in the middle. So in a sense, you have the rooms that have windows that face outside, and then you have rooms that face inside that looked into this courtyard, which in the bottom had like these magical falls, or it's probably called Mystic Falls or something, and and then there's a little river that runs through it, and then there's little bridges and everything, and then when you went to it, and then there were like restaurants and shops on the outside, but at the edge of it, there's this, you know, what's it called, like these caves, and they did a laser light show and music and stuff, and then you had like animatronic bears and stuff like, oh, yeah. And then wonderful. at the very end, the wolf came out and like howled. Yeah. Okay. And that was like, yeah. I loved that so much. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It's like, if you didn't have Disneyland, you had this. That's right. Because we didn't have Disneyland. We Not was on poor. The east side. We didn't even have a Casa Bonita out here. There's only there's only Samstown's wolf. Casa Bonita. <laughs> now we're getting deep dive into to Denver. I know. Yeah. Where's Jason? <laughs> I went to Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita is great. They have a monkey that jumps into the water. What? They also have guys that jump in the water. Oh yeah, it's a guy divers. dressed as a monkey. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh. There was also like guys who like dress like cliff divers or, That's or true like too. pirates or something. Oh okay. It was like a. It's a Mexican restaurant with. A waterfall, like a little the shell. The worst food you can imagine. Really? <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's that 
bad. Oh, oh no, it was terrible. Okay. <laughs> and then and then they had like midway games and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, I went to Denver on a band trip. <sighs> yes. What, it was cracking? Uh no, this, actually it wasn't with her this time. It was my freshman year, so it was Miss Kay at Green Valley. But I did go to Disney World with McCracken when she was Sabo. You knew her before she was McCracken? I went to her wedding. No way. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yeah. We had the same same band teacher. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, 15 years apart, but That's, still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, what's it called? So, her first year was my senior year at Silverado. So, and then my buddy Dave and I, we flew out to Toledo to go to her wedding. That's cool. For you. That is cool. Dave, so, she has a wedding video mm-hmm. on VHS. And... Makes sense. And was... Dave videotaped it, and I was told not to add commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be you? the best part, though. <laughs> like, somebody missed out there. I think it was like just in case. Yeah, because <laughs> there is because like part... I want to be able to send this to my mom later. <laughs> yes, like, there is a part where you know, on the video you can see my buddy Dave like run around the back. And... Because he had to get the rings that somebody forgot. See, what you should have had is like if you were able to record the the commentary separately, then you could have oh, like, like on a cassette, right? right. Exactly. Like, and then put them. it over. It's like when I was real. Watch long. the wedding video, and then the wedding video with commentary. <laughs> it's the, uh, if it were DVDs now, it'd be that other track. <laughs> exactly. But when I. Because that just reminded me when I was a little kid, we used to have old projectors mm-hmm. with film, but we also had like a tape that you had to play with it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, or something. But um, yeah, so we went to Denver on the trip, and one of the things we got to do was eat at Casa Bonilla, and then we went to Elitch Gardens another day. Nice. Yeah, so Elitch Gardens is Six like, Flags. It oh, is now. Okay. Back then, it was pre Six Flags. So it's it was, basically still the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a miniature, not even as good as Magic Mountain, but. All right, well, let's talk about this thing so Shannon can get some rest. Oh, no, Shannon's having a great time. Oh, but I was going to finish with Daylight. <laughs> oh, yeah, finish with Daylight, and then we'll, and then we'll jump over. Because I was pointing out on how we never finished like this. We don't finish, we don't finish points. We Mostly go, mine. We, okay. Well, the problem is, is, like, we forget that the point is there because we hit this random tangent that goes on for, like, 40 minutes, and right. then we come back to it, and then we never come back to it. Okay. So, daylight. in Daylight... There's a part where they're going through the Lincoln Tunnel mm-hmm. in New York, and and there there's like this truck or something carrying hazardous material, and then there's like jewel thieves or something who are trying to get away from the cops. And the point of the thing is, the jewel thieves are driving the car, and as they're trying to get away and get through the tunnel, they do something and they flip on the side, and boom, 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 and there's a big accident and it hits the hazardous material, and boom, blows that stuff up. And the whole idea is it like pretty much kills all, most of the people in the tunnel, and the tunnel crashes down, and then it's going to fill in with water because the water, the tunnel goes under the the river, mm-hmm. and 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 then the whole point of the story is there's X amount of people still left in the Front. tunnel, and then Sloan's got to get in there huh. and then get them out of there. That was a that was a really interesting period of time for for film those. 90s like macho shooter but they weren't they weren't like the shooters like now like they're oh, yeah and it's not and it wasn't even as shooty as like yeah. the 80s ones right like it, old like like the old uh stallone and uh the older stallone and and uh schwarzenegger stuff like watch watch commando oh man. yeah he blows yeah. away everybody this is this is more like um a superhero without powers type because it's he's always a savior figure like the, the whoever yeah. the character is 
Like in all these films, like even Demolition Man, whenever he didn't play by the rules, he was still like a savior figure. And it was a, um, it was a really interesting time because there was tons of them, and they were all like the the Macho Man dudes. There was the, um, all the Stallone flicks. There was a bunch of uh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger ones. Van Dam. Van Dam. There was. Um, uh, oh, what, what, what was the guy? Uh, Steven Seagal. Oh yeah, Seagal. Hard yeah. to kill. Everything was three things like hard to kill and uh, on deadly ground and above the law. Yeah. <laughs> Until it was like under siege, and that was the best one. They made a second one of those. Under siege two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon. So dark what- territory. <laughs> All right, Shannon. What did we do? What did we do today? Tell the the fine folks in Internet Land what what why we are here on this fine day drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Although you're not drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Um, we listened to Bishop Thomas do a Q and A. GLT, GLT, fan of the show, GLT, um, friend of the friend of the show. <laughs> I don't think we can actually say that. Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of us. He knows we have a show. He knows we have a show. I don't think he's, he's ever been, listened. He's been informed of our show. <laughs> I hope uh, he didn't listen to a lot of them during COVID. <laughs> there's a whole episode that, that's called... Uh, it, if it, I had the bishop's ear. If I ear, had the bishop's ear. And, and I, I don't. <laughs> but I don't. But this yeah. is what I tell him to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he loves skip over that episodes one. like that. Yeah. But, um, he probably loves it when people go, you know what you should do, Bishop? I know, exactly. You should yeah. go up to the governor's mansion and start <laughs> yelling. Yeah, no, so... Um, yeah, it was great. So this was a Coffee and Creed. We've, we've recorded the last two Coffee and Creeds, and then in this one... Uh, and we didn't record this one because we were concerned that um, people might be hesitant to ask their questions knowing they were going to record it. Because some people are really hesitant about being on the microphones things like that. And and it, it, even even though we weren't recording, there was somebody that came by the table and said, hey, are you guys recording right now? Because uh, I'm, I'm ner- you know, like, no, we're not recording any of you guys. And so oh, okay. we, we were just had a, we just had it all set up just in case we were going to interview somebody at the thing. But then we ended up staying super long. And so we came back to the house to record our thoughts and, oh. and all the things. Is so, that why Hector wanted everyone to write them on a note card? Uh, partially, partially. So that way people like you had the so. And you can vet. And you can vet the questions. And you can vet some of the questions. So I, if you just went up there and said what you want, it's a loose cannon. And right. then they sit there and sit there about talk about. Which Bishop was cool with. I, <laughs> or, or it's the other things where it's like, you know what? You're an asshole. No! <laughs> but you got to go yeah, like, take that guy out. <laughs> yeah, somebody get this guy out of here. Yeah, no, so um, yeah, the, the, part of that is, is that, the vetting of the questions. But then the other piece of it is... Oftentimes, people are hesitant to ask the question first, you know, and so if you already in the midst of a bunch of questions being asked, there's more things. There's this really interesting um, sociological experiment where they were like analyzing what starts movements from even some of the basic movements. Like if you're at a party and nobody's dancing, how can you get everybody to start dancing, right? Right. And come to find out. that fish move, like where you put that all the year. Does that actually work for you, Neil? Yes. (laughs) And they did this with people standing in line too. So they, so they tested this thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so they tested this thing out, like creating lines for nothing. Right? This this idea of like there's actually yeah. nothing there, but they decided they're there. So if you set up the stanchions, nobody actually is going to go start standing in line there. Right. Uh, but they found if they if they have one person, still nobody like the majority of people will start passing by. But once there are two people involved. 
then all of a sudden that grows exponentially from there. So it's the second person that kind of invites community into the thing. And so that was that's part of the idea of having these questions up front so that way you don't ever have to be the first person. Because the first person is the innovator, the one who starts the thing. But the innovation means like nothing Jesus. if nobody if nobody follows through, like Peter. Like- <laughs> <laughs> we Damn. hang out too much. Damn. <laughs> you know what? I'm usually the guy who's like, but I'm getting slow now as an old man. Yeah. You know what? That's what she said in the. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, um, what were your thoughts about the Q and A? What was the, what, what did you think? coming from a young adult who experienced this thing. A real young adult. A real young adult who doesn't know who Sylvester Stallone is. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I liked having Bishop sit and not have to be anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Like, usually when I see Bishop Thomas, he's doing a mass. He's at something like a conference, and you're always scared to just, like, walk up and talk to him. You're like, hi, Bishop, here's my thoughts about stuff. To see him in a almost one-on-one setting and just sitting and talking with us, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. You had mentioned, like, what has been, like, your, your interactions with Bishop in the past? Like, it's all been, like, from a distance, right? Like, he's on, he, he's, he's doing liturgy or something like that. Right. And you had said something about, like, just getting, how, how your perspective of him has kind of evolved and changed because of this event. So share right. a little bit about that so people can kind of hear that opportunity. Because he's a very unique bishop. He, he really is. Yeah, he loves to be in with the people. And he, like... He was there almost later than we were shaking hands. He was there a long time. (sighs) Like, he was there, like, he wouldn't wouldn't say no to anybody. I know. Right. He tried, he stopped to talk to everybody. He sure did. Well, so the first bishop I remember is Bishop Pepe. Uh Uh-huh. And he was... Like how you said that, like, it was so long ago. I know, but it really wasn't. (laughs) But he did my confirmation, and he was a talker. Yeah, he is. But he was still a bishop... From like afar, he wasn't a bishop. I would feel comfortable just walking up and saying hi to him. Oh, he was just. He a, would like that though, bishop. He was. He was a talker, but he was just someone who was like, "Oh, that's bishop. He go, yeah. he's over there." And not that he was probably ever would care if one of us went up to talk to him. He probably would have talked to us. I don't yeah. know. Just bishops. <clears throat> growing up, bishops was always just someone far. Like if you had a question, you go to a priest. You don't go to the bishop. Yeah, you can't go that far. You can't go all the way to the bishop. But Bishop Leo Thomas is someone that I would feel comfortable walking up and just asking him a question like I would a priest. Yeah. Or like you. Because half of my questions go to David, but I feel like he's someone who would be like, yeah, let's sit and have this theological discussion. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's that's it's definitely got to be a charism. Of, I, I mean, it's either a charism of his or it's something that he knows is like vitally important and so he works at it. But... Like, I think he shook every person's hand at that place and asked for every person's name and said probably thank you for being to being there for, to every single person that was there. And brought us rosaries. And he brought everybody rosaries and blessed them. It was wonderful. Yeah. So of all the questions, what did uh, what were some of the questions that you guys, um, like, remember and liked and, like, liked his response and things like that? I liked his response to the question about evil even though there's free will because i Wait, mean was that, that the evil of, even though it's free will or if god may why bad or like why happen? did the holocaust happen if we have free will and god <sighs> still allowed it to happen 
And he was like, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was nice because he was being honest with you instead of c- trying to come up with an answer and be like, oh, well, you know, free will. So people make yeah. their own choices. He was just straight up like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that. That's the way I always heard it or thought of it was like, you know, God didn't make people just be evil. He just made people people and if you want to be evil, you can be evil, but we do have free will, or else we'd always be, <clears throat> we'd always be good, <laughs> you know, like like the guy with the ant farm and stuff. And it's like, look how they go and get the stuff and go there. That's what they do because they're ants. Yeah. But I even pointed out, I think I did a, I think I did a thing for St. Peter's once where it was just like a showing like the Ten Commandments are there because we have free will. Why? <laughs> we don't need rules if He's telling us to do what we want, you know, like. If we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we don't need rules to not do what we're not supposed to be doing. So, and the best part of that that I liked is that even though he was like, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a good answer for this question because it's the mystery of suffering. Uh, but he he took it to um, the cross, and I loved that at the very end. He said, like, I don't know, what, I can't, I can't give you the answer why, but I do know that God can do beautiful things with suffering. And look at the cross, and that's the, and that was that was awesome. Yeah. Well, when- that's been a theme of our more recent podcast. Of I stuff sure has, yeah. And achieving things. You've been on a roll with the cross, haven't you? I do like the cross, yeah. And, and I suffer a lot. Have you met my co-host? Yes, I have. <laughs> I really thought he was going to go wife. <laughs> well, you guys are kind of the same person. <laughs> yeah, who, me and Jimmy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you happen to be here now, and she's somewhere else. I know, and she can't hear this, so it's not funny. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good, that was pretty good. Yeah, suffering, huh? <laughs> you gotta get you gotta do Father Vic's joke. Do you remember Father Vic's joke? Which one? There are three rings of marriage. Oh there's the engagement ring, there's the wedding ring, and, and there's, there's the suffering. suffering. <laughs> I always like Father Vic's joke of when I was a, a young and handsome and now I'm older. <laughs> I'm still handsome. Still handsome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I like that question too. Any other ones that you guys want to? Kind of- I was gonna say that when I first heard that that question, it's the one that stands out, and I was like, "That is such the cliche question." Yeah, and I hate that that was brought up. Yeah, really? Just because it's like, He's- if God's so powerful, why do bad things happen to good people? It's always like the I don't know the mainstream question. It's like, oh. who's looking at the questions and allowing them? Uh, oh. Yeah, David. <laughs> Was there any, like, crazy questions that you weren't going to allow? No, we were going to allow all of them. There were some of them that were, like, there's some redundant. And then you can't, yeah. Oh, okay. You you don't want to repeat. And not that it's not a bad question, because when the girl who said that was my question and then said this is, you know. Like, went into more explanation. Yeah, she wanted more explanation. So, like, the way I heard it when it first happened, I was like, oh, boy, this is the one that everybody always says. Or this Mm -hmm. is the one that the people who don't believe in God will say it, or this is the one, la-da-da. And then when she points it out, like, these are the things I get asked a lot, so how do I defend this and stuff? And I was like, okay, well, I'll give you that. So I kind of turned around in there. But what was it, what Ray was saying that, uh, you know, what was he pointing out that Father Mark once said was uh, to understand that would be that God, only God can really understand that question. So somebody tells you they don't know the answer, then they're themselves in the place of god or yeah or if you don't understand don't worry because you're not in yeah. in like the same level god is and then the bishop's like oh good now i got a good excuse because i'm, not, <laughs> I'm yeah. on the same level as god so I'm good. <laughs> it was it, yeah it was a great response um but to her thing though like what she she asked the very the it's the philosophical pro- problem of evil it's it's a very ancient problem it's attributed 
ultimately to Epicurus. Um, but the way the, the argument goes is that if God is God cannot simultaneously be all powerful, all knowing, and benevolent, and let and evil still exist, because if he was all powerful, he could rid the world of evil. Mm-hmm. If he was all knowing, um, he would know a that that evil exists and that people are suffering and all these things. Um, and then uh, if he was benevolent, then he would uh, want to get rid of it. So if he had the knowledge, had the power, and had the will, then there should be no evil, yet evil exists. Therefore, God cannot be those three things. That's a logical problem. That's what she was bringing up ultimately. And there are lots of solutions to the logical problem of evil. The problem with all those solutions, is, and which is which is why Bishop doesn't go into any of these and why most people don't in, in forums like that, is because I can give you the logical solution to any to, to suffering – but it doesn't actually solve the problem for you. Like, it might solve the mental problem. It might feel good while you're thinking about it, but it's just not satisfactory because suffering ultimately is not a logical problem. And I point this out all the time. Is the problem of suffering is not the fact that we're in pain, but that while we're in the pain, we don't experience the presence of God. We, spir- we experience the, the, the absence, that we experience betrayal, we experience loneliness, we experience like as if there is no good shepherd, that there is no um, comforting staff, you know, and, 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 and all those things. Um, that's really the problem of suffering, not the logical problem. People think people want to go to the logical problem because, you know, but once you really like that was me, like in the midst of suffering and then going to the logical problem. But once I've like solved the logical problem, it actually doesn't help. And because that's not ultimately the problem. Yeah. I'm writing a book on this. <laughs> and I'm writing the forward. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you write the forward? That would be so great. <laughs> I literally have two chapters of this book written. He looks so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be so fun to have you write the forward. <laughs> like, at first, he was like, I thought he was fooling around. <laughs> right? The, the level of excitement that, like, sarcastic. Really, really scared me. <laughs> Oh, that's a great idea. I think that would be so much fun. Oh, how to write this. <laughs> how to write a forward. That's okay. But I don't know how many people are going to be like, oh, David Hall, this is a very deep theological thing. What is this crap? <laughs> Neil's forward. All right, so this bitch. <laughs> you want to know what she told me? This that's is mo- suffering. This, this is the most pretentious thing I've ever read. <laughs> We're going to have to sign the bottom of it. Neil. Oh, I, oh you will. All forwards have something to sign Exactly. It. Oh, this could be great. Yeah. Uh, oh. Speaking of suffering, try and get through chapter four. Like, yeah, am chapter, I right? I mean, yeah. I, worked, I worked 10 years of grocery. I don't know about suffering. <laughs> Gee, lady. The hours are on the door. Come on. Don't ask me. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's writing. He's going to write the forward to my book. Yeah. That's going to be great. <laughs> be a great contrast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, in the book too, you should have like Neil notes on the side. On the side. <laughs> Neil commentary. Like, yeah. like, like in the Bibles when they tell you this stuff on the side. <laughs> There'll be a little footnote. It goes down to Neil's comment. That's what she said. <laughs> Also, I want that little stick figure. So when you flip the page, oh, like, just on the U cat. On the U cat. <laughs> Everybody pick up a U-cat. It's fun. Yeah, it was a good time. All right, cool. What else? Oh, actually, none of the other questions really stuck out. Oh, no, the one that did is back to the other point of um, penciling in prayer on how the bishop has uh, oh, yeah. a deficiency of time. I didn't realize he was booked out three years. Yeah. He's insane. Like he's he three some... years for what? Like everything? For Pretty much, because he's on a lot of committees, too, nationally. 
So he does. You didn't he's hear him a, say he's booked out for three years. He's a very very busy bishop. I was probably busy <laughs> eating my chips. I, hey, come on, there were chips. I don't know. And then when I kept eating the chips, like come on. When you eat potato chips, you don't just eat one potato no, chip. Like so I'm just eating more potato chips. And she's like, are you hungry? Do you need something? No, but these are chips. They're good. And then before you know it, he was just eating everyone's leftover chips. Well, they kept giving it to and me. And then Angelica so. gave him like half of her coffee cake bread. Hey, man, if you give it to me, I'm going to eat it. I want, yeah, I've, I've been very much like the person who will just eat food. Like there was one time there was jitters was like a coffee shop that was, you know, because there used to be so many in the wake of Starbucks before Starbucks bought them all. Yeah. Like Six Flags. <laughs> you can't have a local theme park and we're going to buy it globally. Yes. See you later. Jitters, you're now Starbucks too. But so we're there with friends of mine and there was like a half eaten sandwich left on a table. And my friends, they were like, this is all the girls from church too. And they're like, you know, I bet you you want to eat that. That's yeah, well, <laughs> I did. It was one of those sandwiches with sprouts and stuff in it, but nice. Yeah, yay. Okay, <clears throat> so back to the bishop. Three months, three years, huh? Yeah. yeah. So we better start booking them for the podcast now. I know. Yeah, because that's the only like, thing. hey, four years from now, I know you're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so great too. After the after the event, he came over. He was talking with us, and I was with Dominic and um, Garrett. And so he's like, hey, guys, so you guys in college or what do you do? And, and Dominic's like, no, I just I, I just got out of school. I'm a um, ultrasound tech and was kind of explaining, like, what he does or whatever. And then he turns to Garrett to see, um, and Garrett's not in school right now either. And uh, he says, yeah, what do you do? He just finished, right? Yeah, yeah. He says, what do you do? And, um, and Garrett says, I serve fish in bowls. <laughs> He works at a poke place. Oh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, have you ever had poke before, Bishop? Bishop's like, what's that? <laughs> he could have said, I play piano at church. I know. <laughs> I was like, you didn't fish go with the bowl. piano thing. He's like, I just came from work, so I went with the fish and bowls thing. <laughs> that's like, that's like how I explain my job. I sell screws. <laughs> I sell screws. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because cool. for so long, it's like, what do you do? Well, I help with youth group and so and I teach confirmation. Oh, but for a living, I sell screws. But other than that, I also work on a retreat. (laughs) I do all this other stuff. Like, here's all these things that it's like, it was funny, too, because when I worked at Trader Joe's, I was like, hi, Neil Whitty. I work at Trader Joe's. Like, everything was Trader Joe's. Hey, see that water? You get that for 50 cents at Trader Joe's. It was always like Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's. Now that I work for a company, you know, for Pencom, it's like, like, I sell screws, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't... I don't feel like... I felt like Trader Joe's was part of me. Now, I feel like this is a job I do. Yeah. Even though I love my job, and I love the like the freedom I have with it, I guess, and stuff, but... But those but, screws are literally in everything, though. Oh, they're in a lot of stuff, yeah. In this, in Especially in this city, right? You, like... <laughs> like you, every slot you machine. Screwed, yeah, I was going to say, like... I every screw single, every slot every machine. Every slot machine. Just been... to let you know, all those poker <laughs> machines screw me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's got to be a conflict of interest. Neil's not allowed to play slots because... No, all- there are things. <laughs> that, there screws. was a period of time, like, there was this, like, little key. And I was... And I, the guys at the uh, the manufacturer gave me one of these keys. And they said, go and see if you can get samples and make something like this. And I said, oh, okay. So I'll take it. He says, oh, wait. Don't go in any casinos with that in your pocket. 
Oh, really? Because if I had it, I could get in trouble yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. and get them in trouble. Because I probably would have stopped somewhere. Because <laughs> even if you stopped to like get something to eat at a at a at a at a the cafe or something, right, there's a casino in there attached oh. to a casino. But but yeah, I love, yeah, casinos are fun. But yeah, but Trader oh, speaking of Trader Joe's, was a funny story. <clears throat> uh, it was the diocesan conference a few years ago. And Josh Wattenberger was talking to Friend me, of the show. Friends of the show. And <laughs> I was I was telling him about Project Genesis. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. It's a retreat. It's cool. <clears throat> and and it's up in Lee Canyon at the camp up there. And he's like, like where they had Search? And I said, yes, this is Search. It's just a new name. How do you know about Search? I went on a search. What? <laughs> Which search did you go on? And he's like, uh, hanging by a moment was the theme. I said, I directed that search. He's like, oh, you're the dude who worked at Trader Joe's? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You were so hardcore Trader Joe's, you were the Trader Joe's guy. Well, yeah, because he was funny. On search, the directors, there's four directors who pretty much are the main people who run the stuff. <clears throat> kind of like how we do on the retreats, but they're, right. in a sense, like more like youth people So who do it. And one of the things you do is on Saturdays, the four directors would wear uh, like matching shirts or similar outfits or something like that, <clears throat> and and like the kitchen crew, they'd all wear their kitchen crew shirts and stuff like that. And then Sunday, everybody who's on the team, they wore the shirt, kind of like how we do with like our right. our shirts and stuff. And so, but when I was the director, and I get to pick what we get to wear, and so I got everybody Hawaiian shirts because that's what the management wears at Trader Joe's. And then I actually went and I talked to my boss and I got individual, I got legit Trader Joe's name tags. Oh, that's awesome. Made for the, for the retreat. And it said like Neil and underneath where it usually says like crew member, deckhand or something like that. It said director. Nice. And then it said Jeanette and it said assistant director. And then it was Teddy and he was program director. And then Jennifer was assistant program director. So I got the special made for that. And then they had like pins and we could actually wear real. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very Trader Joe's into the Trader Joe's and stuff. But, (laughs) but yeah, other times we were like, well, wore the same pajama pants or, you know, or uh, the, the, those baseball three quarter length sleeve shirts and stuff but that was the one i did so yeah so oh yeah and then the bishop did say hi to me he came up and said oh you're doing a good job la da da i walked away <laughs> he say hi to you he did <sighs> hector was like hi i'm hector it's like i know i'm shannon we've met three times already he's a busy guy <laughs> met a lot of people met a lot of people um wait but then the bishop said something <laughs> yeah he goes hi <laughs> he says hi <laughs> Actually, the nicest thing he ever said was um, the last confirmation I worked on. And this, I think, is his first one that he did with us because it was in 2019. And and that's when we were getting all the – we had that one big picture where you got all the staff yes. to take a picture with them. But before that was, um, you know, we're getting all the, 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 the pictures with all the, the confirmandi in. And, and I'm being me and giving, them, <laughs> giving all the kids crap and telling them, Get in line. This is important. <laughs> or whatever. Any of the things that I said that's, you know, kind of funny or whatever to the kids or giving them crap and kind of sounding mean, but when I'm really not mean. And then did that. And then after all that, like, the bishop comes up to me. He says, hey, you know what? You handle those kids pretty well. Like, <laughs> they, like, listen to you. And it's all yeah. fun. And I'm like, and I'm just like, 
Uh. <laughs> like, he said something cool to me. Okay, I don't know what to say back. I know. Like, yeah. and nobody's here to hear it. Like, <laughs> nobody will believe me. Especially Lisa. <laughs> Can you please tell my wife I'm good? Why am I doing a good job and stuff? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's why David keeps me. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Tell me I'm a good boy. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, right? All and right. It's like, you're doing a good job. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> the other piece that I liked was um, in when he talked about like a discernment and the priesthood and stuff like that. Um, he said that if if God wants to be a priest, then you're going to be a priest. Like that's right. that's I'm like that's awesome. Like just the just the fact that that guy because that guy was open to it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that one guy in the back, yeah, yeah. So so he was open to to the fact of being a priest, and but he's wrestling with like obstacles that are in, that are in his way and things like that. And Bishop's answer was great. He was like. If you, hey, if you if you want to be a priest, you're going to be a priest. You know, or not if you want to be. If God wants to be a priest, yeah, then you're going to be a priest. And I was like, that's great because I know there's so many people in that room that are discerning the priesthood or religious life and stuff like that, and have so many questions of like, well, what if I'm not called to this, or or um, what if what if it's not something's not lining up, something's not right, or whatever. And that I, I think just that that alone was worth any any of those people showing up. Like if if uh, God wants to be a priest, and you're going to be a priest, and like mm-hmm. wow, that's wonderful. Such a such a great response. So oh, and on that note, and Father Miguel, he's like has all those prayers for vocations. So he's got a whole stack, three inches thick, kind of of these prayers for vocation cards, and he wants to hand them out. So I went up to help him hand it out, and he like just handed you all. The way. <laughs> He's like, "I'm clergy now. Here you go. Here you go, Neil. <laughs> you do this for me." Out. Like literally, the way he's like, "Oh, thanks, thanks Neil. Neil. <laughs> you can handle it." And then the other guy said, "Here, I'll help you." Yeah, you but I was almost too. like, "You have for like." <laughs> That was well, the best part. Thank you. I thought it was going to be you, me, Rogelio, like passing these out. Yeah, and yeah. No, he no. just passed them off. No, both of the priests just sat so I back, sit down. back down. And I'm like, I liked you better when you were a seminarian. <laughs> That's the stuff that can sneak in super, super easily as a, as a priest or anybody in charge of stuff. Is like because all of a sudden, you, when you become in charge of stuff, people start doing stuff for you, and then it yeah. becomes like a, a, not that. I mean, and he wouldn't mean anything. By no. him, of course, because he's such a great guy. But at the same time, like it's really easy to that it wouldn't have. It's not something that he thought about. <laughs> it's just the, it's the assumption yeah. that Neil came here to take these me. from me. <laughs> I, was like, I thought if we worked together, we get them all out faster. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Neil. I liked it better when you were an indentured servant working for the parish. <laughs> That's what I think's funny. <laughs> the seminarians. Because it's like, it's summertime. What do we do with these seminarians? Well, we can't let them enjoy their lives. You go work at the church. Let's go dress them up as a lion and as the Pope. <laughs> For VBS. Did you do For that? VBS. We sure did. Poor guy. I loved yeah. it that he was one of my altar servers at the wedding. Was he really? That's yeah. Yes. It was him he and, was shadowing mom and I when we funny. did Neil's wedding. And, and Shannon was the other. I was who? the other altar server. That's super funny. Because I even said, like, we need Shannon's altar server. She knows what she's doing. And then Shannon was like, I'm retired. I'm never going to do this again. Yes, you are. <laughs> I did. I came out of retirement for Neil. Yeah. Very nice. And then Father Miguel was there. And he got a hold of the he cross. He was shadowing me. <laughs> so there's there's several pic- what are of our wedding pictures where he's just kind of, like, sitting in the corner. Like, you get these shots. And I it's love- just the two of us sitting there. Yeah. There's, there's like, what's funny about... 
<laughs> what I love about like my wedding pictures is just like all these shots, but you you get so many good pictures of the other people who are watching. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then it depends on who's taking the pictures because like my family are in like all the pictures that Lisa's family took because they're taking oh, it in the middle and the you get the other side. Yeah. <laughs> so. Then, like, my cousins and aunts who've taken pictures, oh, Lisa's family's in the back. That's funny. <laughs> and then what I love is at the reception, there's all these pictures that people took of stuff, like if it's cutting the cake or the garter or whatever. And then there's always my uncle, who was our main photographer, in all the pictures. Because <laughs> they're behind the real photographer. So there's a picture of the guy taking the picture. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, the other thing I think is funny about our wedding is like you and GB are like the last people that we know that went on the to our wedding. Like they're the most recent people yeah. we like met. Oh, really? So like when they're sitting there and and they're like, yeah, we know Lisa and Neil. Like Lisa and Neil, that's the way we met them. They're Lisa and Neil. They're one big, they're one package deal. And everybody else are like, no, no, no. These guys only been together a few years. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever known you as Lisa and Neil. I know, but the thing that's funny is. For almost everybody there, it's like, right. I know Lisa, and I know Neil, right. and then they started dating. Right. It was like, I don't think there's very, very, very few people who like would be like you. Oh, I knew Lisa and Neil. Because well, I knew you guys when you were dating, helping out, teaching confirmation, yeah. when I was in confirmation. Yeah, all right, all right, let's not. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> who are you trying to <laughs> date here, me or him? <laughs> Probably me. Because <laughs> that's calling me old, too, now. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> when you were in confirmation, like, way back in the day. Only 2010. I wasn't here, so you can't blame me for any of that. 2010? Holy crap. Yeah, no. That's why <laughs> I came back to volunteer, really. David started the year after? 2011, I, I started. Yeah. And I was like, man, that guy's better than what we had. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, like, I was in charge. <laughs> No, I was mostly doing. Was. I was mostly doing a lot of what's it called, young adult group stuff. And then yeah, I you th- were you and Lisa did young adult group stuff. We did a lot Your of that. Your friend did. Oh, Adam. Yeah, he was helping with classes, and and then was, it was like Neil and Lisa were in the class, the two as his aide, but then Neil would take over and just nice. talk the whole class. That makes sense. <laughs> but there was, but yeah, what we did the, the young adult group was pretty big and thriving and then like we did we had to do all the movie nights so we were like in charge yeah. of that but mm-hmm. we did it like under father john's rule so he's like we need 42 movie nights and half of them are going to be religious epic so we're going to start yeah. ben Hur and it's going to finish at <laughs> two in the morning and it's like oh my goodness and like 10 people would come and it's like and then the idea is <clears throat> he's like you young adults can do this and We'll sell concessions, and that way you guys can make money for it and then you fund your thing. And it's like, oh, great. Well, we'll sell hamburgers for like a nickel or something. And it's like, <laughs> why? We're not going to make money on this. Like, I was yeah. like, this, now we got no. suckered into this. And while we were working a movie night is when Sheena was like, hey, see that girl over there? She went to high school with me. Lisa? No, GB. Oh. oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know this chick. And it's like, and I was like, I wonder what she's doing here. <laughs> And then it's like... Oh, is that when you started? Yeah, he started shortly after that. And then yeah. what was bad is it's like, he's like, hey, I'm going to have all you young adults come and I can meet with you. <laughs> and nobody was there. Aww. It was sad, but it was Aww. okay. Because if you ask any people who've been around, like back when we were big and stuff, it was a pretty big, decent yeah. group. Mm-hmm. 
but it kind of just yeah folded on its own. It had nothing to do with David. It just by chance he got there when everything was kind of falling apart well, or something. But it also helps, like those those kind of transition things. Like youth ministers tend to like when whenever the transition comes in, whatever was existing, if however it was, like if it was really good, then by the time when the new youth minister comes in, it's it dwindles because people are like, oh, it's not the same. I don't like this or, or whatever it happens to be. Or if it was already on its way out, it tends to be like dead by the time the youth minister comes in. Right. New, and the thing in. too is we switched youth ministers before. Right. We switched a lot. But before one of the big things that we tried to do is like we were very much like, hey, we don't want to be like under the youth minister's like thumb. Like, I know he's technically going to be in charge of whatever, but we kind of want to have, like, a hierarchy of our group. And, now and look, then you'd look be at you just, 10 years later. Best friends. Well, yeah, but it wasn't even him. It was even the <laughs> pr- previous youth minister before that. I don't remember who it was before That's okay. Him. We don't okay. need to talk about We don't talk about that on the show. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> remember who it was. It's okay. I'll tell you later. <laughs> well, I think the group dwindled out, too, because I know you can ask anyone my age. We didn't like... <laughs> group or the church or anything the way the teaching was and the, it just was like kind of all thrown together our year it was it sucked i don't even remember writing a letter to the bishop asking to be confirmed you probably didn't have to at the time it was something that was added much later um oh. bishop pepe started doing it um i don't remember when he started doing it but he didn't do it my first couple of years there oh okay it wasn't it wasn't something that was asked that was my favorite part is to see how many of my kids letters got paired for the bishop he was always so excited <laughs> problem was the one year where I think give people background like they don't know what they like the, the, oh, yeah. that bishop uses the letters of this homily oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> I know I always try to like explain things in this and then there's like so many times I just blur right by it. okay so it's either one or the other we either explain it we are over explain something or we don't explain anything you know, at all and people are like this podcast sucks <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things is so in the homily at the at Bishop confirmation, Pepe Bishop Pepe would read these letters that all the kids were required to write to the bishop. What to like ask request? It's a formal request of the sacrament. Yeah. Yes, please, Bishop. May I have the sacrament of confirmation because I've learned so many cool things, and this is this and that is that. And what I loved was sometimes we'd get them to write them like right after the confirmation retreat, so they're like pretty on full. Fire. Yeah, they're on fire. And then so you I still schedule it that way, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you do. And they're still good. And then there's times so then and the bishop probably like reads like five of them or something like that. And when he reads them, and then he's like, "Who is this?" You know, Jane Doe. Blah 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 blah. And then the little girl stands up and he's like, "Oh, this is very good," you know, or whatever. And and then when I'm like, "That's one of mine." <laughs> And then you're like, oh, that was a good one. That's that somebody else's class. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's mine. And then there was one year. I think I think something happened because all of the, like all five were mine. And I'm like, there's no way that yeah. I think the letters got like these were the ones on top or something. <laughs> yeah, like because when I sent in the package, we sent it by class. Right. So. It was all just Neil. <laughs> it was like. Just, I was like, there's no way I got five out of five. But, I mean, it was going to be I got five out of five. If there's anybody who's going to get five out of five. Oh, yeah, I'm so vain at times. Like, when we have the, <laughs> at the end of the confirmation retreats, we had the, um, uh, what is it, the... Uh, testify? No, no, not the testify, which I also love. Surveys. The surveys. And oh, it's yeah. like, what are your favorite parts of the survey Neil. or something? And then, like... <laughs> And there'd be, like, the times where it's like, Neil's talk was so great. And I'm like, yes. And then it's always the third talk because that, 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 the, the third talk, the one before dinner, is oh, yeah. that's, that's the primetime talk, the one you had the last time. The talk I talked, I the stole The one you had you. last time. 
You can steal it from me, but <laughs> there's times where like Jeannie has that one, and sometimes mm-hmm. when I have it or something. So there's times where it's like, here, Neil, you do this one talk with Lisa and talk about talents, and I'm like, okay, I'll make my best of it, and it's pretty good. But then it's like, no, no, no. Unless I'm talking about like terrible things that happen in your life, they don't love it. So it's like, <laughs> so I'd be like certain retreats. I'm like, man, just read how many times it says Neil's talk is good. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is the year GV did it. So she got 42 mentions and I got like one. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Does that talk really get the most? Probably. The third talk is yeah. typically, yeah. So the way you, and it's part, partially of how you write a retreat. So it's usually the third talk of the last talk. Mm-hmm. Um, because the third talk is you're in the midst, uh, like you've done the buildup, you you've, you have the buy-in for everybody, and you're moving into the evening liturgies, which typically lead into something like reconciliation and adoration and stuff like that. So the third talk... Um, or, <clears throat> or actual liturgy. Right, or actual mass. Yeah, so... Um, so the third talk is is always going to be tied to like um, encountering Jesus in a new profound way for you, right? Um, and it's it's about like opening yourself up to the possibility that God has something different for you. That that this is going to be a new path. That this is um, this is a uh, a new horizon on your relationship with God and your relationship with the church and all the things. It primes it up for them to be able to have a conversation with Jesus that's different than any of their other conversations. Uh, and then um, the last talk is always the practicals, the take home, like go, go forth kind of oh, exactly. Okay. So now, what what is literally the thing you're going to do tomorrow morning whenever you're done for this retreat? Well, I'm going to pray, and here's how you're going right. to pray, right? Right. So, and a lot a lot of the people that are uh, more practically oriented really like that one. A lot of people that are more like um, emotional, yeah, yeah, the feels, yeah, in yeah. the feels, they the like feels the are good, yeah, because like. Yeah, because like so it doesn't matter who does talk three. It's well, right now, no, it does. It does. <laughs> oh, it does. Because you could totally screw oh. that you up. Suck really? at it. Yeah. yeah. Has someone been bad at talk three? It's. I'm sure it has. I well, I'm not, not in our because retreat. We oh, okay. The best people. Yeah. We know what we're Aww, doing. Thanks. Yeah. I put, I, put you, I put you in there too. <laughs> David never did it. <laughs> What? I always do the harder ones. He always so. does. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. I'll, always, I'll open. See that humble always, brag? No, but he's, he's like, true. I always he do always those. Does no, I'll either open or I'll close. Yeah. yeah, those are the ones that I typically will do just because it's um, the closing one uh, because a lot of times people don't know where to go with that for the talk because it is kind of the practicals and right. and um, some people kind of just do their own thing and they don't really think about the, the modes of how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the opening talk is always hard because opening the whole off. thing. And Confirmation students don't want to be there. No. Like, if you can make it a confirmation retreat, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because, like... Good to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, when I work certain... Oh, yeah, if you gave your talk with a bunch of 50-year-olds, you'd get a standing ovation. <laughs> Me? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Really I mean, I mean, they all still clap for still, they, they were still, like, way know, into it. They were still yeah. moved spiritually, but no, but, like, 50-year-olds, like, that's where it's at. Oh, okay. good, stuff. <laughs> good to know. But that's like the thing too, because like when I work search, when I work search, most of our people, because it was still with uh, youth involved, mm-hmm. and a lot of people would use it as a faux confirmation retreat. Actually, it's probably better than a lot of the confirmation retreats they were doing. You can't so, say that, huh? <laughs> you can't diss other youth ministers. Oh, the old youth ministers. Oh, all, old youth ministers. They're, they're all, all dead. They're all dead by now. <laughs> Or retired. Yeah, most likely retired. I'm not that old. But, you know, but we had a lot of, there were a lot of people on the retreat who, mm-hmm. who you know, kind of forced to be there. And even, like, working, when working it, the staff was, you know, they were very young, so it was hard. It was like, there was a lot of work maintaining stuff. Then when I did Project Genesis and it was all adults, 
and a lot of even even when they were young like 18 or 20 or something it was like they everybody was there kind of wanted to be there right. so it was like i was like oh this is a lot easier Different. <laughs> and then working on the staff it was like oh they just do everything anyway you don't have to micromanage everything what the hell's going on and then there'd be times where it's like before like with search it's like oh we need you to do like four or five team meetings to learn all this stuff and then there's some people it's like nah just show up you know because <laughs> you're an adult and you know how to do things <laughs> So it's like, it just warped my mind because you do something like 40 times mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my goodness, this is how you do it. And then you do it later and you're like, oh, it's easy. <laughs> but Search had a similar s setup. Like you had building on talks and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you get to know Jesus, then you learn how to communicate with Jesus. And then we did like a uh, talk about the Eucharist and stuff. And then, then the big one was, you know, about Jesus' sacrifice, kind of like storm but this one's more of other people sacrificing for you right. and stuff but then usually you get deep into you know you're you know you get the feels there because you talk about set people sacrificing for you and then then people are like oh my grandma did that too and then and then you end it with like and then jesus did sacrifices for you and la did you die and then and then you hit them like that so that's why that talk's always big too but you can't that? just jump right in and no, no, and then, and then, yeah, I have to build and then after that talk, <clears throat> and then what's funny is there is one of those, like you're saying, it's not always good because I did do a retreat once where, where one person gave that talk and I'm listening and it's just meandering all over. I don't hear the sacrifice. It's kind of like a who am I talk, but not. Oh, no. And I'm just like, this is bad. And I was like, I really did not vet this one. And I am suffering for this. This is terrible. And then... It's one of the things when we gave out uh, affirmation notes mm -hmm. and then that person read one from like their mother or something, the one they got on their first retreat. And that note was so good. And I was like, holy crap. Like I forgot everything that I didn't like because <laughs> that it's like you stuck the landing somehow. And I was like, and everybody was like tearing up because that the note was so good. And, and then on how that person did such a good job with that note. And then you're like, Oh my goodness, this is like, this is really good. And then it was like, I forgot how I didn't like that talk. <laughs> and then, so luckily that saved it, but you're right. It's not always just the, t the talks. And that's a different talk than the storm talk. Right. But if you have a bad person who does this, or if you have a person, is not doing a good storm talk it's not going to do right is that which why is you work so closely with your that's exactly talk team? what that's what i was, was going to mention it was like which is why I, I vet your talk and then i i critique your talk and 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 i will always like point out what um areas I'm like all right trim this down a little bit um emphasize your or your focus on jesus or god's mm -hmm. presence in these in these various parts um, because that there is because of the situation of the third talk uh, and where it leads and all and the priming that comes all before it, it's ultra important that that talk is focused on Christ, right? And what right. Christ has done and what Christ is doing, because um, it can be very easily turned into like this person who who didn't do it. Like it could be yeah, very meandering around, and a lot of talks turn into. Here's a story about me, exactly. Right. And that's not what we want to do. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. And and at that point, like people get a lot of this emotional manipulation. They're like, oh, you're the greatest, and all the things. And no, Jesus is the greatest. So sometimes and you need emotionally. Yeah. Well, I turn in my talk to you, and your notes back. Yeah, your notes back made me cry. I'm sorry. No, in a good way. <laughs> oh, good. You were like, you need to stop focusing on Mike. You need to remember that you're God's daughter. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I was you like, watched, oh, David. You're so funny. You did everything in notes. 
Yeah, yeah. Like all my critiques yeah. are you would, in, if I were to critique your talk, if I were in charge, and I've critiqued a lot of talks, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean to sound, I said that sounded very like, <laughs> I've done a lot of, no, but. He's I got a monocle on, guys. I would have right. literally. It's had, right now. I would have literally, I would, in a sense, I would have started out with you doing an inner, uh, uh, a what's it called, uh, outline, so I know kind of the structure you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. Then you'd give me the full talk or something like that. But you'd, You'd say it to me, even if you're not giving it as good, but like reading off a paper. Mm-hmm. And I would give everything back verbally. Oh. And a lot of times that I write and I take notes and I take very short notes because a lot of time I don't have to write a lot. And a lot of times I just doodle on the paper because doodling helps me think, I guess. And <laughs> so if you look at my papers, it will be like, brother, Jesus, school. <laughs> That doesn't make sense. And then there's like pictures of aliens or something. <laughs> but but my biggest thing when I do it is like talk structure is important too because mm-hmm, not yeah. only do you want to get the things that you're talking about, David, that's like, you know, oh, talk about Jesus this way. Talk about sacrifice this way. But it's also like you also got to tell a story. Yeah, you're going right. from point and, A to point and B. people right. and you need your transitions. How are we going to get your transitions? Because if you're doing a talk where you're talking about three people – yeah. How are you going to tell this story? And sometimes I I got to go, I try to go linear. When I was a kid, here's a story about my my grandma. When I got into high school, here's a story about the girl who I hated. And when I was got my first job, here's a story about this person. That's great. And then I like, so I try to put the, like the, the connective tissue or like a, uh, a TV clip show would call it like a framing device. Mm. Like how when the Simpsons kids went in the tree house yeah. <laughs> to tell stories. That's the framing device. Or when they had the bad dreams, that's the framing device. Or they had the stories at the at the uh, at the costume party, that's the framing device. But but like I'd always be like, no, you did this all wrong. Because <laughs> when you started off, like then there was this one day. It was so sad. It was the day my dad died. We were out there doing this. We were playing tennis. And we did this and this. And but dude, we already know your dad died. <laughs> <laughs> You got to talk about this day you had with your dad, and then when he dies, then it hits him. Right. He died. Because <laughs> in a sense, when you, it's like, hey, you want to hear a funny joke about this? <laughs> well, now that you gave me the punchline, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you give the punchline at the end of the joke, they're like, you heard this? No. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going oh, off yeah. the rails. But yeah, it's now okay. that we're on talk critique, here, if you go to our, our, our workshop on... Talk critiquing. <laughs> we should actually offer a bunch of workshops on retreats. I would we, love. We, we've done hundreds of retreats between the two of us, and people. Yeah. I think in this diocese, people would find that very valuable. I think so. Um, we could do retreats for retreats. Yeah, we could. All right. Could. After we get our retreat out, that's what I should have wrote to the dear bishop. <laughs> <laughs> dear bishop, <laughs> how are your views on a retreat house? And we have so. a couple extra million dollars we can spend. And on. if so, is there a way we could financially fund this? And if so, can we start a young adult retreat? And also, can David, GB, Neil, and Lisa live at the retreat house <laughs> and, and run, run it? Run it? Run it. <laughs> <laughs> would you put it here in town, or would you put it up in like Potosi or something? Mountain, it is in would, mountain I, somewhere. I would like like Lee Canyon or something. Lee Canyon's like oh, much okay. nicer. Yeah, yeah, Lee Canyon's nicer than Potosi. Is it really? Oh yeah, you gotta go. It's the ambiance. Have we not? The thing I love—they don't have a kitchen crew. Oh, that's okay. the problem. The kitchen staff, but the the, the camp itself is nice. The kitchen's good mm-hmm. and stuff. Just but someone you, else would have to come up and cook. And yeah, you know it. who did? A, you know who actually did a good job cooking was Jasmine Leva. Oh really? Yeah, she did that. So she worked in the. Kitchen. That's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's yeah, what twenty five volunteers? Well, see, 100 the thing, some kids. well, it depends. And too. then you're talking about allergies and things like yeah. that. Yeah. 
it's too but when much. we did well when she helped with that stuff we did when we did pg we probably had less than 50 people so yeah, it's a lot right. easier it's easier but you might have but see but i mean like the potosi people they have a staff of three who can feed all of us right that's and their true. food is always the best out of any retreat center we've been to. Every, that's that their food is still bread? amazing. Yeah, that cheesy bread. Well, that's yeah. not gonna lie. I'm very excited. We're going back, even if it's broken food. into two, just yeah. for the food. The broken into two is just rough. I know because it's, it's a weekend after a weekend. But that food is bomb. Yeah, and the mesquite food. was crazy. Yeah. Mesquite was rough. Yeah. My favorite part of mesquite is Neil yelling at everyone about room keys. That was funny. Well, <laughs> the, the t- here's the thing: the tough part about retreats. Is like moms and dads, and stuff, mostly yeah. moms, that come up. And they're like, we're going to help out. And the thing I've always thought was weird, too, because the first confirmation retreats I ever did, we had a, like a retreat team. Like even when we were the search team and we did the confirmation retreats for people, there was still a group of chaperones that had mm-hmm. nothing to do with putting on the retreat. And then there was a point in time when we did, when Anthony and I did one for St. Peter's, we had a chaperone table. So they still got the same questions and everything so they could see what everybody else was doing and stuff. But they didn't have to do with the retreat. So what I hate is it's like when we have our groups, and I know it's out of necessity, right? but it's like, hey, Mrs. So-and-so, you're now a small group leader. Right. And I'm like, this B doesn't know how to run a small group? <laughs> well, the advantage now is like, well, <laughs> the thing that's different now is that those those moms who are volunteering, they do a three-week small group training with yeah. me in, in oh, August. Because so the small group on your retreat is your, is your small, small group, group all from, year. <clears throat> See, that's better That's now. why my group was so <clears throat> close-knit and obnoxious, because they were the same small group for two yeah. years straight. See, that makes better sense. Yeah. yeah, but and that works better. But I know there's been many a times where it's like... Right. Because even like the first one, it. it's like, oh, that's so-and-so's mom, and yeah. she's there running another group. Right. <clears throat> Because nobody else will help, especially men. Right. Like, we have no, like, I have 96 volunteers. Very little. Maybe 10 men. There's a thing with church like that. Because I used to notice that, like, in young adults and stuff or whatnot. And it was, like, there's, like, five or six dudes or something. And they're all single. And they, most of them are pathetic. You know, I know oh, I was wow. one of those. I was one of those guys too. I just happened to meet we Lisa, have... but then there'd be no, like we don't have that many. Do then we? there'd be like twenty five girls in it, and like, and then there's like eight or nine hot ones, and then it's like, oh, so hello, oh yeah, I'm here. My, my boyfriend does this, and then they <laughs> like, so they all had boyfriends, but none the of the boyfriends, one. yeah, yeah, of course, duh. But none <laughs> of the boyfriends were ever at the youth group. It's like what, like these guys don't church or what? Yeah, and that's true. Pansy men. Pansy yeah, but yeah. So that was the thing I've always had trouble with. It's just like my parents do that. So then when we've done one, and then, yeah, I guess there was too many questions or something. Neely was having having it. Cause Neely was also a, very hungry. And, and we got the keys to, like hours later. later than than oh, yeah. I had to get, I would. Mm, you I know, that to, was the first retreat. We had to treat Neil like you and make sure he actually sat and ate food. <laughs> what? Oh, like, we had to keep funny. track of your food intake like we do David. Like, we're used to doing David's. And then we're sitting there going, did Neil eat breakfast? Oh, my gosh. Did Neil eat lunch? <laughs> I was like, someone sit Neil down to make him eat. <laughs> make sure he's not dehydrated. Give him water. Right. Thank God we're not at elevation. <laughs> like, this is the first retreat. Neil's actually stressed and not eating. Oh, I know. I'm so not stressed on your retreats, yeah. but like, like. Well, Mesquite was a new place. It was, it was, I had a broken bigger. foot, so he was doing a lot more running. That's that true too. And then I didn't know any of these people, and I got pulled out of the. I got like pulled out of the reserves or something because you're just like, yeah. hey, we need you to come back and 
and and and run the navy <laughs> basically yeah and it was just like yeah but i mean like you can ask like Angela. like on hamilton whenever um george washington needs his right hand right. back no one has more resilience or matches my practical tactical brilliance hamilton. you want to fight for your land back hamilton. i need my right hand man back hamilton. yeah see that's me <laughs> that was you I was, I was like i was out there like dan i was just like Tend into my wheat fields or whatever, and I'm enjoying myself. And then you're like, no, or what is it like? Come they do that and get like the gladiator or something like that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was me. <laughs> and then I come back and I'm like, you get your keys when I give you the damn keys. <laughs> Busting through doors is when kids were sleeping, turning on lights. I, I feel bad. I about need that. to see faces. <laughs> I don't know why I was so mean to those kids. <laughs> they was always like the good kids that were already asleep. Yeah. Oh, like, poor the, guys. The kids would all sit in their bed and they're like half eyes half open. They're like, I'm here. And he's like, be, be downstairs for breakfast at 730. Close the door. And we're like, you didn't even turn the light back off. He, I'll handle it. <laughs> Neil needs to go to bed. <laughs> oh, Neil, that's terrible. <laughs> you know what's funny too is I'm usually so cold with like, yeah. Yeah. with bed checks. He was usually the calm, cool, and collected one. Would open the door. Hi. Face, please. <laughs> no, this one's busting doors, turn on lights. Faces. I think, was, I think it was the key debacle. I think it was. You went downhill yeah. after that. I was like I was like the king of waking everybody up too. <laughs> and and put her in a bed at, at Disneyland. Like when we go to Anaheim, it's oh, like, yeah. all right, let's go. Neely will take care of everything. No, Neely was not taking care of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think Anaheim's where I thrive the best. And then I get literally like two hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. We're going back to uh, Portofino for Anaheim, by the way. The we have our rooms booked. We have. The, you said uh, you're doing Knott's Berry Farm this time, right? We are doing Knott's Berry Farm. We have the whole RE Congress booked. So that's cool. Oh, we do. We sure do. Ooh, you should go to RE Congress with us. We're fun. We are fun, even when we don't go to. Go- I've grown up once with the wives. Yeah. That was Gemma, oh, yeah, you Gemma did, and yeah. Robert's first time at Disney. Yeah, we went to Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. We ditched all of Saturday. Yeah, and we Don't went to tell Disney. The bishop. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to end this thing, huh, Dave? Yep. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, I just told Lisa we're wrapping up, so I guess I got to end it for sure. Right, yeah. Shannon? We got to yeah. go to bed. Don't you work early? 7 a.m. Do, do you know how to find us on the Instagrams? I follow you on Spotify. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, but so we do stuff on, and there are reels, and there are things that are I follow are on you on Instagram, okay. too. Do you know what the handle is? I can look it up. You sent me something I on know. there before. Oh, it's- you're terrible at this. <laughs> find us on the Instas at... Among Wolves Pod. Okay. And find us on Facebook at... Same thing, Among Wolves Pod. Pod. Don't worry, David doesn't really look at the Facebook. I don't so. look at the Facebook at all. It's okay. I do. There you go. Kind of. Because I'm Spotify, old. Spotify, you're just among wolves. Yeah, Spotify, wolves, Apple Spotify. Podcasts, or any of your iHeartRadio, podcasters. Find us at fireside.com.net. Fireside.fm. FM. <laughs> and remember, everybody, that this is the year of the Eucharist, hashtag year of the Eucharist. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, every year is the year of the Eucharist, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Especially this one. What, what, 2022? (laughs) Listen to us, and if you have feedback, or you know what? We need, I think we get, what what do we do with that gift card? We just gave it away? We just gave it away because it was our 51st episode spectacular. They didn't do anything? Uh, They liked and shared and commented. I did. What was the comment? 
Uh, I don't remember. I didn't. I don't remember. Well, I think I just commented high or something. Hi, we're giving away fifty <laughs> gift cards for for highs. Well, that uh, and they shared it. I and shared they, it. All right. <laughs> I shared it, Good. I liked it, and I commented. Now we have 20 listeners. Yes. So, but... That's hey, tens. If, tens and tens. <laughs> Literally. Yes. So, <laughs> if any if any of you guys have a subject you want us to talk about or whatnot, uh, let us know. And if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. We need to do a follow-up of Rings of Power. We will do a follow-up on Rings of Power whenever I watch it. And we saw Dominic today all the way back at episode one, two, three, four, like five, or six. Six or something like that. Yeah. One does not simply do a Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings episode. podcast episode of a podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, that's enough. Hey, hey, hey.